0: and uh, the Lord is still faithful. So tonight we're going to uh, just jump into the Word for a few moments and uh, we're going to do our best uh, to share with you tonight from the Word of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter number 17, I'm going to read a familiar passage of Scripture to you uh, to uh, start with tonight. And if the Lord would help me, uh, I want to I want to talk to us about spiritual alignment for 2024. Here we are a few days in. I believe today is the seventh. We're seven days into a brand new year. And uh, we've heard a lot of things leading up to this year. And uh, there's been a lot of proclamation about a lot of things that's possibly going to transpire in this year. Some good, some not so good. Uh, But I, I want us to just understand that tonight that God has a plan and Today, I think there has to be a willingness for the men and women of God uh, to come into a place of spiritual alignment if we're going to walk into things that God has for us. And that's one of the reasons why at the beginning of every year, you will hear a lot of people talk about prayer and you'll hear a lot of people talk about fasting. So we're getting ready to enter into our time of corporate fasting and we're going to deal with that a little bit this evening and explain why it is important and uh tonight but i believe it's important for us to look at what christ himself says concerning uh prayer and fasting so we're going to go to matthew chapter number 17 beginning in verse number 14 and we're going to read down through verse number 21 Jesus has just came off of the mountain with Peter, James, and John. They had had an encounter. The Lord simply comes down off of that and there is a multitude of people that is meeting him there with the rest of the disciples. And therefore, we pick up the story at that place. And it says, And when they were come to the multitude, there come to him a certain man dealing down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes, he falleth into the fire and often into the water and I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him tell your neighbor say that's unacceptable (laughs) then Jesus answered and said "O faithless and perverse generation how long shall I be with you how long shall I suffer you bring him hither to me And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart or privately and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. But how be it, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for its anointing. We thank you for your presence that's been in this room today. And Lord, today I'm asking that for the next few moments that we would have ears to hear, we'd have hearts to receive, and our spirits would be open to that which you're speaking today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now I did not forget where I'm starting from tonight and we will come to this passage of scripture in just a few moments, but I want to talk to you tonight concerning prayer and fasting. First of all, let me begin, and I did this this morning just briefly in a very hurried fashion, but I want to slow down tonight and it's going to be a little more teaching tonight than preaching because I believe it's important. And tonight I would like to personally invite you to prayerfully consider joining with us as we go into this season of prayer and fasting. We will be entering into this time of consecration and intimate fellowship with our Lord Jesus Christ beginning on January the 11th which is Thursday of this week throughout the remainder of this month to July 31st. Our primary purpose for doing so is so that we may hear him clearly at the beginning of this year so that we can be positioned and led by the power of the Holy Spirit for the fulfillment of the Great Commission and our part in fulfilling that in the year 2024. Let me make this very clear tonight. We do not enter into a time of prayer and fasting in a corporate manner. We do not do that to receive personal gain. We do it to bring ourselves into a place of alignment with God and his word concerning our lives and concerning that which he has determined to be done and fulfilled in this moment of history. Our willingness to seek his direction causes and i believe this uh, sincerely when a man or a woman will go into a time of designated prayer and fasting and holy consecration and they do it in the right manner with the right spirit what happens is the logos word which is the written word of god It begins to be breathed on by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And it makes the Logos word become the Rhema word for you and I in that moment. And the Logos word begins to speak in a manner into our spirit, into our lives in a Rhema fashion where we begin to have clear direction and understanding of what God is speaking concerning this moment of time. Our only objective is to draw close to him. If you're going to fast for something other than that, outside of seeking his direction, notice with me, we cannot get his direction, we cannot get his guidance unless we draw close to him. And if we do not have that determination to draw close to him, then we are failing and we do not understand the real purpose of a time of consecration. This purpose is to draw close to him so we may receive clear direction concerning our lives, and his church many would ask well is it even biblical for you to call for a corporate time of prayer and fasting i believe i can show you in scripture tonight very quickly where we know that it is in the heart of god for us not just as individuals to have a time of prayer and fasting but that there is designated times when the people of god should come together as a body for a time of designated prayer and fasting Let me give it to you in Joel chapter two, verse number 15, it says, blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify fast, and call a solemn assembly. We also find in verse number 16, you may ask, well, who is that solemn assembly? Can I tell you it is this? Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, and gather the children. It also goes a little further, and this is what I want to really say. Oftentimes throughout the history of the church, if we're not careful us men have become kind of lazy and we expected the ladies of the church to carry the weight of the prayer mantle and I want you to understand verse number 17 very clearly notice it says let the priest and the ministers of the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Men, may I remind you that you are the priest of your home. In a time of prayer and fasting, it should be found where men are definitely laying between the porch and the altar at a time of solemn assembly. Notice, so while Joel reveals the call to us, it is the prophet Isaiah that tells us and shows us the biblical way or the biblical manner we are to fast as well as it reveals the true effects of what a true biblical fast is Isaiah chapter 58 is often known as the fasting chapter Isaiah 58 and 6 and verse number 7 it says is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that you break Every yoke that is the will of God for you and I when we come into a place of prayer and fasting how do we do that is because we get spiritually aligned and if we are spiritually aligned it means this that we are empowered by the Holy Spirit and we are not walking in a place where we are timid but we are walking in a place of power and authority and therefore our family should change our community should change and our church should change everybody with me y'all okay is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and that thou bring the poor that thou cast out of the house when thou when thou seest the naked that you cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh notice with me he's simply saying the fast that i have chosen the fast that i have ordained the fast that i've put my blessing on is for you to be equipped to meet the needs of the people that you come in contact with Please hear me. It goes on, however, though, in verse number 8 through verse number 11. Then, this is the effects of a true biblical fast. It's not about why you're going through the fast, because can I tell you this? I'll just give you this disclaimer right now. In the time of prayer and fasting is when the enemy will try to show up at your house and get you discouraged. He'll let your washing machine broke, your dryer break, and your refrigerator all break at the same time okay that's not the devil That's just things happen but that's what we say oh the devil's just breaking everything is this even working listen things happen in life but at the same time there is things where the enemy comes up to you in the midst of a time of prayer and fasting and he begins to poke the bear so to speak and it seems like things begin to be irritable Uh, and all of these things notice with me uh, usually in the time of prayer and fasting you go through some difficulty but at the same time if you will stay faithful to the time of prayer, and fasting, then at the end of that fast, there is a release that comes from the heavenlies uh, that begins to make something change. That's why the devil fights you so hard. That's why he'll get the, he'll even let the kids begin to agitate you and aggravate you. Uh, It means every time you go to prayer, something's go, your phone's going to ring. Every time, uh, listen, every time you try to go read, uh, the husband will holler and say, where'd you put my shoes Uh, or something? He'll try to distract you uh, in any way, in any form he can. but what i'm telling you today is this when somebody will stay the course and they can hear this uh, and and hear this not just naturally but in the spirit it says then shall thy light break forth as the morning and thy health shall spring forth speedily and thy righteousness shall go before thee and the glory of the lord shall be thy reward how many knows that if we get into the glory of the lord things change It says then shalt thou call and the lord shall answer how many wants the lord to do something and answer something this year in your life you really want him to answer something you want him to move in something listen we're positioning ourselves for him to hear us and for him to answer but then when you get down to verse number seven says and the lord shall guide thee occasionally no It says, when you give yourself to a time of prayer and fasting, he says, and the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a water garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. My personal prayer this year is that we, the church of the Lord Jesus, will awaken to the urgency of this moment in history and that our lives will be spent living for him and not ourselves in the year 2024. Let me give you our verse again this evening as I gave you this morning. The verse that I feel like that we need to hear at the beginning of this year and throughout this year is because I really believe that we're in a very rampant time of things changing drastically. And there is some things that's going to change in the very near future, but we need to hear Isaiah 55 and 6. Seek ye the Lord why it may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. I want you to get that verse in your spirit. You write it down, put it somewhere, let it be something that resonates in your spirit. Because for these first 21 days, through the 11th through the 30, 31st, I mentioned them very quickly, and then I'm gonna get back into my text tonight. Here's the three things. You can corporately pray about other things uh, or things personally in your life during this time of prayer and fasting if you choose to go with us on this journey. But there's three things that I want you to really consider as you go to prayer in your time of fasting with us over these uh, first 21 days. And that is this, to turn our hearts towards Christ with a desire for a fresh visitation of the Holy Spirit to sit upon the whole body. Not just one or two. But we want the whole body to experience an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I want that to be one of the things that you petition before the Lord in your time of prayer. Say, God, we want your fresh visitation of the Holy Spirit. Because, please hear me, without the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. Everything. Tell your neighbor, say, everything. Everything that God does in the earth right now until Jesus comes... Is been done and will be done through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we have to have a fresh visitation of the Holy Spirit, not in this room, in this room. Please hear me. Revival doesn't start in this room. Revival starts in this room, starts in this house. So that's why we have to say, God, I want the Holy Spirit to fall upon the whole body. Secondly is this. I want you to seek clear direction for reaching beyond the walls to our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. Notice with me tonight. Please hear me. This is still the heart of God. Doesn't matter how wonderful services we have in here. And I appreciate every one of them. But please hear me the heart of God is still to reach the lost and we got to figure out how to do that in this time no excuses But the thing is, we should continually see new faces. I would continue to like to have a bigger problem of how we gonna put people wherever, and it's not about numbers to me, but it is about a harvest. Listen, the winds of winter are blowing in the natural, but in the spirit as well. There is people that have been snapped into eternity quickly, 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 and many of them do not know who Jesus is, and many of them are within our reach. So let us seek clear direction, on how we are supposed to reach beyond the walls in this time thirdly is this i want us to ask for direction and clarity for the next phase of ministry in this local house there's a lot of things that god has put in our hearts and our spirit but timing is everything ecclesiastics chapter 3 tells us that to every t- everything there is a time and a purpose and how many knows if you get out of the will of god you're in a mess That does not just go for a personal individual but that goes for a business that goes for a ministry that goes for a local house of worship listen i want to be smack dab right in the middle of the will of god now whatever that is that's what we want and how many knows that we are a body and we are fitly joined together and all of us have a role to play and therefore we need to understand God, give us direction. Give us clarity. And throughout these 21 days, we will be announcing times of special prayer. You'll also be able to find us on our social media and doing other things and leading you with words of encouragement and times of prayer. And I'll be announcing those things as we go along after Thursday. But tonight, I share that with you to understand. And after we get done praying these 21 days, and I mentioned it this morning, is that out there in the lobby, and I know this is different tonight, so please bear with me, but out of the lobby, you will find that there is these cards. They're laying out there. I want you to take one of those. If you choose to join with us in prayer and fasting, I do not want you to fill it out until the very last day of this month. I want you to use that, use your time of prayer, your time of fasting. And I want you to let the Lord speak to you. And I want you to answer these questions. And then you bring them back to the sanctuary and you put those in these offering boxes. And we're going to go through them and we're going to evaluate what the Lord is speaking to the body. Because how, many knows that he speaks to all of us amen so as we do that I want you to understand and now I'm going to transition back and tell you today that one of the greatest things that you and I have is this the privilege to talk to God the Bible very clearly shows us the necessity of prayer. 2 Chronicles 7.14, most of us can quote that passage of Scripture. He says, if my people will humble themselves and pray. you could say it this way. If my people will humble themselves and talk to me. Right. Listen, we have, you and I have the ability to touch the heart of God when we pray. Pray and I want you to understand that prayer should never be seen as an option uh, or optional But Isaiah 56 and 7 tells us uh, that prayer is Needed you and I if we are going to identify as men and women of faith Then we are to be men and women of prayer you and I also Understand that Paul wrote in first Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verse number 17 that we are to pray without Ceasing meaning this our hearts our minds, We should always be stayed up on the Lord You will find that Paul in his writings to Timothy shortly before he left this world, he simply said, all men everywhere are to pray. You don't need to be a preacher to pray, but you just need to be a man or woman, boy or girl that has turned their heart to the Lord and say, you know what? I'm going to talk to him. I I don't need nobody else to talk to him for me. Now we can pray the prayer of agreement and all those things, but I can touch him. uh, I can talk to him and he can talk to me. And therefore prayer is your greatest weapon tonight. But hear me, there is something that happens when you go to a place of prayer and we could talk a lot about prayer tonight. We could talk about the understanding that we should pray in faith that we could talk about we should pray without wavering We could go into detail about praying uh, and understanding when we pray We should pray according to god's will and have to, i've told you this for years God's will is his word and his word is his will if you don't know what his will is go to his word If you go to the word, you will know what his will is and that's how you should pray And you also know what we should pray and when we pray We should always come through the lord jesus christ who makes intercession for us So at the beginning of this year, when you start talking about spiritual alignment for 2024, how many knows if we're going to be spiritually aligned, we got to be in alignment with what God is speaking and what God is desiring to do in the moment. I'm thankful for the revivals of yesterday. I'm thankful for the outpourings of yesterday. But today, how many knows he's got fresh manna for his people? But you and I today need to understand that in order for us to partake of that, we got to get into alignment with what he's doing in the present. The Bible clearly shows us that prayer is definitely linked with this thing called fasting. Now, biblical fasting is simply this. It is intensified prayer. It does you no good to simply say, I'm going to fast for 21 days, and you say, I'm not going to eat this or I'm not going to eat that, but you don't go pray. All you're doing is dieting. Okay, please hear me. Fasting is a time, instead of feeding this natural body, with what it thinks it needs or desires, that you begin to feed the spirit man inside of this natural body, and you go to a place of prayer, you go to a place of his word, when you normally would be feeding this body in some way, shape, or form. Now I don't have the time to walk this thing out completely, but I do want to take time to walk through it to a certain manner. Things are accomplished through prayer with fasting which cannot be accomplished by prayer alone. Let me take you back to our text. Matthew chapter number 17. Jesus is walking with Peter, James, and John and the other disciples. They come to a multitude of people. A man falls down on his knees and says, will you please help my child? He is a lunatic. At times he falls into the fire. At times he falls into the water. I brought him to your disciples and they was not able to release him from that which ailed him. Notice with me, his disciples was people of prayer they'd even ask this Lord teach us how to pray they understood the importance of prayer However, they did not have the ability to release this young child from the demonic spirit that had its grip on him. Now why? Is because when you really get into this text, you will find that Jesus himself begins to break it down and he simply says to them privately when they come to Jesus, said, why in the world was we not able to do what you did? He simply says these words, because of your unbelief. Now we don't like that because it gets a little tight on uh, around the collar for us. But please hear me. When you start breaking this down, he says, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and in and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Now we can break this down in two different ways and we can simply say this Well, that devil was so powerful that unless you're in a place of prayer and fasting You're not gonna be able to feed him. I don't think that's true Because of the simple fact is if the power of the Lord the Spirit of God is in you Then the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead it lives and dwells in your body So there's power there. So the problem was not with the devil The problem was not with the demon, the problem was within the people. It was within the followers of Christ because notice what he says, because of your unbelief, you was not able to do this thing. So here's my thing. We read in the Bible where one individual says this, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Right? Anybody remember reading that? What he was simply saying is this, Lord, I understand who you are and I believe who you are, but yet there's some doubt, there's some uncertainty. And if I take you to another story in the, in the Gospels, you will find that Jorias is walking with the Lord. He hears a report and says, don't bother the master any longer. Your little 12-year-old girl's already dead. But he simply turns to him and said, only believe and you will see the salvation of the Lord. He said, if you will keep unbelief out of your life, uh, you will walk in a realm uh, that others cannot walk in so how do you get rid of the unbelief in your life? Uh, It is only through prayer and fasting. Uh, What he was simply telling his disciples when they was there in this private conversation, he said, yes, you did not uh, be able to remove that boy into a place of freedom, from a place of darkness into a place of freedom uh, because of the simple fact, uh, it's not that that devil was more powerful than you, uh, but your problem was within yourself. Uh, There was unbelief that was not yet dealt with. Can I tell you, it's one thing to believe, uh, it's another thing to believe. Uh, I want you to understand with me tonight uh, when we go into a place of prayer and fasting, uh, we get ourselves into a place of spiritual realignment. Uh, and when we get realigned, uh, we begin to see as He sees, we begin to hear as He hears, uh, we begin to walk in the freshness of the power of the Spirit of God, uh, and we begin to see unbelief dissolve in our lives. Uh, can I tell you right now? Now, uh, is what we need as men and women of God uh, to understand that our God is still more than able uh, to do exceedingly and abundantly what we could ever ask or think. Uh, but we cannot stand and face, uh, and face a demonic generation uh, and simply say, well, I hope God does it. Uh, no, but we gotta stand with power and authority and say, uh, not by might, uh, not by power, uh, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Lord, can I tell you tonight, uh, spiritual alignment uh, comes when a man or a woman will willingly uh, go lay on the altar and say, God, uh, align me uh, with what you're wanting to do in this moment. Are you with me tonight? Please hear me spiritual alignment what are some biblical examples of fasting notice with me moses and elijah both they fasted for 40 days jesus himself fasted for 40 days but let me tell you tonight these men were supernaturally sustained uh, by the presence of god there is a strength that comes when you go into a place of prayer and fasting throughout your bible Whether you are one that reads the Old Testament or whether you're the one that reads the New Testament or whether you read both of them compiled together, which I pray you do, you will find that there is men and women that fasted throughout the pages of your Bible. Esther is one she fasted three days and three nights We find that Paul he fasted three days in Acts chapter 9 We find according to 2nd Corinthians chapter 11 that Paul fasted often We find that David fasted for seven days without food in 2nd Samuel chapter number 12 We find that Daniel did a pleasant food fast for 21 days. What are we talking about? We notice that throughout our Bibles individuals come to a place of not just prayer but prayer and fasting him because they realize I've got to make sure that there is nothing out of alignment in my life to propel me into the place that God is calling me to in this moment. We cannot afford to have anything to separate us from what God is wanting to do in the earth today. We do not fast in a works-based manner, but we fast in a manner to draw near to Him, so that He can put our, His hands back on us much like you read of in the book of jeremiah where he takes that old vessel and he molds it and makes it on the potter's wheel again as we sung this morning can i say to you one more time this evening he's not done with you yet please hear me he's not done with you yet not only do we read of individuals fasting But we read of of groups of people fasting. Throughout your Bible, you can find there's times when Israel had special days of fasting. You will find that the church of Antioch in Acts chapter number 13 gave itself to fasting. We find that there are other examples of fasting uh, that's not just related to food, but you will find that anything that you do with the proper motive or an attitude can be considered in the eyes of God, fasting if you bring your body unto a pl- or into a place of discipline it can be simply along these lines denying yourself of simply certain foods like daniel did for 21 days oftentimes you'll hear people talk about that time as a daniel fast but can i tell you his heart and his motive was correct you can do even a mental fast where you simply go into a place of saying this i will not listen i will not read anything other than that from the word of the Lord. That is a mental fast where you're not putting all of this stuff in. All of that can be determined and seen in the eyes of God as a time of fasting. However, let me say this tonight. I sincerely believe through my study of Scripture that there is nothing that gets you into a place of the presence of God like going into a time of prayer and fasting intensely where you begin to deny this body the things that it desires get rid of it listen i want to be very clear however there is many people that have medical conditions god never intends for you to harm yourself in any way shape or form i will say this publicly without hesitation if you are under the care of a doctor and you're taking lots of medication before you go on an extended fast you should consult your physician and you should ask them to give you direction and guidance i will tell you but one of the most healthiest thing that anyone can do is to go on a time of fasting you will see it whether it's a three-day fast whether it's a, a so many hour fast it's one of the most healthy things you can do but you have to do it correctly but please hear me there is a way that you 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 can do it and not harm yourself even if you are under the care of a medical uh, professional. But my understanding from what I read and study is when a man or a woman with the right motive will say, I'm going to push back my plate and I'm going to pick up the word of God and I'm going to go to my secret place and I'm going to pray and I'm going to spend my time alone with him. There is a drawing near that takes place listen I understand and we try to teach these kids around this house and have for years I've had some I've had some good laughs when it comes at the beginning of the year I've heard these little kids saying I'm gonna fast this or I'm gonna fast that and it was hard for them and they did and it was a sacrifice for them and and, you know they'd fast their little favorite tv show or whatever and by the end of that 21 days or that 30 days or 40 days whatever we'd called that year it they gave up on it they said we're not going to have a pop every day for 21 days that was the hardest thing for some of these kids and and, and and that's a wonderful thing to teach them the principles of prayer and fasting but if you are an adult and you're a man of God and a woman of God and you really want to draw close to God don't you come tell me I'm gonna give up Reese cups for 21 days and expect God to rain down his blessings on you come on now let's be adults about it because listen you can get rid of that Reese cup and you'll substitute it with a Kit Kat or a sneakers you ain't getting nothing Okay, so let's be real. Do you really want a move of God? Do you really want to hear him clearly? Listen, we, we've gotten so used to just doing this and doing that. But the Bible teaches very clear. Don't walk around tell people what you're doing, praying and fasting. But the Lord, is. listen, I've seen people fast and they won't do their hair, won't do their makeup, won't do anything. Come, oh, I'm just so, if we are getting your glory right now. God's glory ain't going to come. I'm going to tell you something. The next 21 days that you go into prayer and fasting, and when you step out of your house, you ought to look the best that you've looked all year. Oh, that's, right. yeah. that's not my opinion. That's the Bible. The Bible says, read it in your Bible. It's in the Gospels, Maddie. Read it in the Gospels. You'll find that it simply says if you're fasting, put water on your face. Anybody remember reading that? I'm telling you the truth. Make yourself look good because what you do in secret, the Lord will reward you openly. Listen, if you want to get an attaboy from your brothers and your sisters and say, oh, you're a superstar in the kingdom, then let that be your glory. But I'm going to look as good as I can. I'm going to fix every three hairs I've got for the next 21 days. Uh, And I'm going to walk out, and I'm going to look good, man. Uh, And listen, you're not going to see me in Walmart in my pajamas. Sorry, I'm not doing it. Uh, But I'm going to walk out good, man. Because, listen, I don't want anybody to give me glory. Uh, But I'm going to enter into this time of prayer and fasting because I want the glory of the Lord uh, to rain down in my life and in my family uh, and in this ministry. Come February the 1st, I want there to be such an anointing and a glory uh, upon you and your family and upon this house uh, that when somebody drives by, they say, I gotta come in uh, because there's something different. It's talking about spiritually alignment. I said I was going to teach, but I feel my preach now. Uh, can I tell you? Uh, we are in a place right now uh, where we got to get to the uh, where, to get our hands. On the plow and say, God, uh, we are not looking back, but we are going forward uh, because there's something new in the earth today that you're wanting to do. Uh, and I got to get a line for this thing uh, because I know uh, I'm getting ready to see your glory. Uh, I know that we're going from glory to glory to glory. Uh, we're not regressing, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't care what they're saying uh, to the body of Christ. Uh, there is an increase of anointing. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it by the unction of the Holy Spirit, uh, there's a wealth of overflow uh, that's about to come to the body of Christ uh, in the greatest darkness, uh, becomes the illuminating light of the Spirit. The question is will you, will you, not talking to anybody else, but will you allow yourself to be spiritually aligned or will you settle? for the unacceptable. How many more have to be brought to the followers of Christ and they turn around and walk the way they came? Or will we get aligned in such a manner where we understand what Matthew 17 is simply saying? You're fighting against spiritual wickedness in high places, principalities and powers, but don't focus on what you're facing, but understand that inside of you There can be more than enough. Get rid of the unbelief. Trust me. He simply says this, taste and see that the Lord is good. So what is the proper motive for fasting tonight? In Isaiah 58, notice with me, we are to humble ourselves and we are to discipline our souls. It takes great discipline but it's worth it maybe you have fasted in the past or maybe you've never really dove in I want you to understand with me tonight it's not about just pushing aside a thing but it's about positioning yourself to be realigned with him. So how are we to fast? I want to give you these real quickly and I'm going to close. We are to fast unto the Lord, not unto men like the Pharisees did. As I mentioned a few moments ago, you're not to disfigure your faces and make it look and say you can get all the glory from the Lord, but Matthew chapter 6, 16 through 18 tells us what we're supposed to do. Meaning this, that you're to anoint your head and you're to wash your face and you're to go out and you're to do what you always do but instead of feeding this natural body you need to be feeding the spiritual body when you normally sit down if you're fasting one meal a day or doing a total fast that you you i'm not going to tell you what to do or how to do i want you to go to the lord and let the ask the lord lord what would you have me to do today would it be to fast one meal would it be to fast, do a total fast for 21 days? You figure out what works for you. Or is it to give up certain things where I'm not putting anything else in my life, but I'm going to be reading the Bible continually. What I'm saying is this, when you'd normally be sitting down and eating your biscuits and gravy and sausage, find yourself picking up the Word of God and still, in a way, in the time that you'd be eating, be eating at His table. If it's a time of at dinner when Everybody else around you still going to the dinner table, you go find your secret place. And you lay this word out before you and you lay before the Lord and you simply say, God, I'm sitting at your table today. During these 21 days is a wonderful time for you to also find you a little juice and a little wafer and take holy communion, even if it's by yourself or with your family throughout this fast, because as I've shared with you before, there's healing in that communion. But you do how you feel led to do. But I'm telling you today, we fast unto the Lord, not unto men. I do not want you to go into this time of prayer and fasting just because well, pastor called me to and told me so I better because I want to. No, 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 no. If the Lord is calling and speaking to you, I want you to come and go with us. We've did this for many years, but I'm here to tell you today. I sincerely believe that there is a wave of miracle-working power that's going to come into situations. It's different this year for me. I'm sincerely believing that at the end of this fast, that there is getting ready to be a wave of miracles begin to hit this house and to hit the lives of men and women. I can tell you as I'm getting ready to go into this fast, I'm already seen. In the last 48 hours, I've already seen the Lord do things that people told me would never happen and i've seen it begin to develop and take place i'm here to tell you god is doing a new thing at the beginning of this year don't you believe the lies of the enemy because that which you think is impossible is not impossible when you come in alignment with god amen we fast unto the lord number two is this we humble ourselves with the fasting. Psalms 35:13 simply says, but as for me, when they were sick and my clothing was sackcloth, I humbled my soul with fasting and my prayer returned into my own bosom. Can I tell you, it's one thing when we pray for many others, but and it's, a, and it's real easy to have faith for others, but can I tell you tonight, when you begin to enter to a place of prayer and fasting, and that prayer begins to come back into your own bosom, it begins to know that, listen, what I thought God could only do for others, God begins to do for you. So tonight I encourage you that when we go to this place of prayer and fasting, that we humble ourselves fasting and prayer and i mentioned this briefly but i want to mention again fasting and prayer should not be used as works to earn something from god but it is to bring ourselves into line with his word and his will can i tell you he's got a plan for your life tonight i just keep getting that in my spirit he's not done with you yet So you may ask the question, when should we really fast, preacher? When should we? Biblically, we find that there's on a few occasions, and that's why we can stand here tonight and say it's biblical for us to call the people of God to a time of prayer and fasting and consecration. But let me begin by saying this. It should not just be one time of year, but it should be a lifestyle that men and women of God live in some way, shape, or form. I know men that have, for years, given the first three days of every month for years to time of prayer and fasting. I'm not saying that's what you have to do, but I'm saying that whatever works for you, whatever God speaks to you. So when should we fast? Number one is this, is when directed by the Spirit of God. Luke chapter 4 paints a very clear picture of this. If you go to Luke chapter 4 and verse 1 and 2, you will find that it says that Jesus was been full of the Holy Ghost, returned from the Jordan. That's after he was baptized in the Jordan River. He returns and he was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness and he was there for 40 days. Because the Spirit of God was leading him, he willingly separated himself for a time of prayer and fasting. And notice with me, when you really read that story, there's something very significant about it. When he went into the wilderness, he was led by the Spirit. But when he came out 40 days later, he came out with the Spirit, full of the Spirit. Notice there was a transformation that took place in in the inner man in that moment of time. There's a realigning that takes place. It's one thing to be led. It's another thing to come and walk in the fullness of it. And we find that that's why sometimes God says, come away with me. Anybody ever experienced that in your life where the Lord just says, come away with me? I need you to just shut everything off. Come away with me. Don't ever override that because you don't know what God's about to do in your life. Secondly is this, when we know as individuals that we need to. When you see things going on around you and in your life, Matthew 6, 16 through 18 kind of alludes to this, that when you know you need to, sometimes the Lord will just drop this thing and you know what I need, meaning this, I'm getting too distracted. My life's getting too noisy, too much stuff's going on. I I need some clarity. Listen, I'm I'm getting uncomfortable. I'm getting frustrated. Okay, I need to hit the pause button in my life and I need to steal away for a time of prayer and fasting and say, God, I need to get realigned. But thirdly is this: when the church as a whole is called, you and I today need to understand that when we set ourselves on a path, together, it changes things. How many knows that a coordinated effort sometimes is much better than somebody doing it by themselves? I believe there's Bible for that. One can put a thousand to flight. Two can do what? Amen. So can I tell you tonight, you and I have the ability and we have the power to make a difference in the world in which we live. But it's not by our might. It's not by our wisdom. But it is by the leading and the power of the Holy Spirit. So tonight, I want us to understand. If we go back to Matthew chapter 17, if they want to come to the music this evening, I'm going to bring us into a place of prayer. Matthew chapter number 17, back to our original text, the man simply said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and he is sore vexed, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire and into the water and I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him if God delays his coming what will history say about you and I as we are leading the church of this hour what will be said about us they was religious They was faithful to this and they was faithful to that but will it be said that we was a generation that walked with the power and the authority of the holy spirit i'm not concerned about attaboys or the applause of men but i am concerned about the real danger that I see before us today. History will repeat itself, especially if people do not learn from history. You will find that all the days of Joshua, the people served the Lord. All the days of the priests that served with Joshua, the people served the Lord. But after they passed, there arose a generation that did not know God nor the mighty works that he did. It's not enough for you and I just to keep what we have. But you and I have to use what we have. To impact the generation that is coming after us There is a generation that has been continually cast into the fire and into the water By the demonic forces of hell every day And they find themselves in a culture where there's a church on every corner You can be in any city, nearly, in the United States of America today, and you can turn your radio dial and you'll find somebody singing or talking about Jesus. But yet the truth of the matter is, most people that are proclaiming that name does not have the power or the ability to bring a release to the people that's nearing destruction. You say that's a very bold statement. But it's because they're continually being brought, and we see it week after week, month after month, year after year, people come. They get a touch, but they don't get delivered. They get a touch and they don't get delivered. They get a touch and they don't get delivered. they come to us with tears saying I need something and we give them a reprieve but we don't give them a victory my heart was broken this week please hear me tonight doesn't matter how polished we are doesn't matter how how well we cross our T's and dot our I's so to speak what matters is that we walk with the authority and the power that God says we can have I wonder tonight do we have enough do we have enough of God that we can say just bring me a little 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 cruise and a little salt and we're gonna throw it in the waters of our Jordan and those waters are going to be healed where's that God at just like The sons of the prophet that was on the other side of the Jordan when they seen old Elisha come after Elijah had been pulled up into a whirlwind, and they simply said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah now? And all of a sudden Elisha, they didn't know he was asking the same thing, but he had that man on. He smudged the water, and all of a sudden that water parted. He said, Well, he's still here. Please hear me. He's still here. But are we aligned? Are we on his frequency or are we on a completely different frequency and that's why we're not getting nothing but static and unclear communications in our life that's why we want to go to a place of prayer and fasting at the beginning of this year God we need to hear you because God not only do we need to hear you we need your anointing we need your spirit because Lord There's a generation just like we see in Mark chapter 17 that needs delivered. And Isaiah 58 tells us that is the heart of God. Read it again. Chapter chapter 58, verse 6 through verse 14. He says, listen, my heart is that there would be a breaking of those that are bound. That there would be a mending of that which has been shattered by the enemy. He says, listen, I am a God that wants to restore. And I'm giving you the power and the ability. But it's gonna cost us something it won't just cost us something but it's gonna cost us everything but may I ask you this question it's a serious question tonight what is the value of one soul what would you give tonight To know that your lost loved one was going to have an encounter with God and would escape the place called hell and would step into eternity. What could you put a price on that? There is no price. There is no price. So that's why I stand here tonight at the beginning of this year telling you that it's time for us to begin again to get back to a place of the reality of scripture. This is not a popularity contest. This is not about becoming the next name in lights where everybody says, oh, you're wonderful. But this is about picking up our cross and following him every day of our life and understanding this, the words that he said, they hated me, they'll hate you. You'll be ridiculed. You'll be persecuted. Listen, Paul simply said this, man, I've been imprisoned. I've been beaten. I've got stripes on my back. Keaton talked about it just the other night. And he, he went through the list of everything that Paul said I've went through. And he said, time don't even let me tell you everything that's happened to me. But he says, it's all worth it. You know why he said it was all worth it? Is because nearly everywhere he went he saw people delivered set free healed and had a had a had a change in their life where they began to follow after Christ can I tell you you cannot put a price on seeing life be changed and transformed with the power and the glory of God so tonight are you serious about this thing this mindset well I'm just gonna make it through to Oh, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get my mansion one day. Well, I pray you get your mansion. Before I get my mansion, I want to hear these words, well done. And I want there to be, not that I'm expecting anything, but I want him to be proud when he looks at us and says, you did what I asked you to do. I want. I want Him to say you was faithful over a few things. So I'm gonna make you ruler over many. Listen, I I've led things all my life. It'd be all right if he told me I didn't have to lead nothing over there. That'd be quite fine with me. What I'm saying is this, let's be found faithful. What's that mean? You touch this life that comes into your life and you touch this one and you touch this one. You do what God says, you just don't get too busy. So who's he placing in our lives in this season? Let's get spiritually aligned for 2024. As we stand all over the house tonight, I wanna pray with you and pray for you. I told you tonight would be a little different, more teaching than preaching. But I want to set the stage for what we're getting ready to step into on Thursday, January the 11th. I don't want you to just haphazardly think you're going to do this, but I want you to prayerfully consider between now and Thursday. Lord, would you have me to join in this time of prayer, this time of fasting? But as you have that prayer over the next few days, you would simply say, Lord, I I want you to reveal to me how you want that to look like. What do you want that to look like for me personally? One meal a day, two meals a day, all total fast, whatever. Just Just use wisdom in whatever you do, as I shared with you earlier. But if you choose to go with us on this journey... just removing things from your life is not the answer but it is stealing way to spend time alone with him whether you do that as an individual whether you do that as a family doesn't matter to me what matters to me is that we get into the presence of God and we say God speak to us Revealed to us So we're not leaning to our own understanding in anything, but in all of our ways we're acknowledging you And when we get into the first of February I'm believing For there to be a wave Of his spirit to touch situations and circumstances in a very unique manner if you will sincerely do this i believe that god's going to give you clear direction and guidance not just for you but for the things that we mentioned and laid out earlier in our message tonight let us not be those that could not but let us be those that get to a place where we're alone with God and where we see Him and who in His glory and His power. Notice with me when you get a glimpse of Him how it changes everything. If you wanna know how drastically things change when you get a glimpse of Him, you just need to read Isaiah chapter six, the first part of that chapter. Because Isaiah said, "'When I saw the Lord high and lifted up, "'and His train filled the temple, and he heard the Siframs crying holy holy and when one went and took the coal off the altar and touched his lips and he caught a glimpse of this moment the Lord simply said who shall I send and he simply said send me changed everything but before he said send me he first said woe is me do you know that Every chapter before chapter six, the prophet Isaiah was saying this, woe to you, woe to you, woe to you, talking about Israel, woe to you, woe to you. He wasn't saying anything about himself, but when he saw the Lord in chapter six, the terminology changed and he said, woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. He said, I got to be realigned. And as he got into the presence of God and there was a realignment that took place in that moment, he then simply said, Lord, send me I'll go. I think there's a realignment for the body of Christ because God's got to send us into a place where we're getting ready to experience some wonderful things. Is anybody ready tonight for what God has? I want you to join hands with the person beside you tonight. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Here's how I want you to pray tonight I don't want you to pray for yourself I want you to pray for the person you're holding hands with on each side of you however you're standing and say Lord I want I want you to speak to them over the next few days to give them direction on how and what they should do during this time of prayer and this time of consecration dear Heavenly Father tonight we thank you for your word we thank you for your precious people we thank you for the many blessings. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your presence in this room today and the lives that was transformed by your power and by your word. But today, Lord, I believe this, that we're on the brink of something special. There is a move in the earth today. And Lord, I believe that there is Houses of worship, faith families all across this globe that at the beginning of this year is getting ready to have a visitation of the Holy Spirit that's going to change many things. So today, Lord, we're not asking for anything personally tonight, but we're just asking for the realignment of the Holy Spirit to be present in our lives so that we can serve you in the manner that you're calling us to. For lord we do not want a generation to be brought to us and hear the words well they could not but lord we want a generation to be brought to us and we want to be taken to a generation where we walk with the power and the authority of the holy spirit where lives are forever changed and transformed and there's a supernatural release that comes to them lord we're looking for a generation to be clothed and put in their right mind by the power of the holy spirit But lord that begins by us getting to a place where we allow you to flow through us and in us and do the work in us so it can flow from us and lord that begins by us first humbling ourselves in your presence so tonight lord we pray for those that we're holding the hands with tonight And, Lord, we lift them up before you and we simply say, Lord, direct them, guide them, speak clearly into their spirit. And, Lord, as if they decide to take this journey and this time of prayer and fasting and take this time of consecration and engage in it with us. Lord, I pray. I pray you would clearly speak to them over the next few days on what you want that to look like for them. I pray that they would step into this season with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit the guidance of your hand. Lord I pray that they would be sensitive to their physical conditions Let them do nothing that would harm themselves. But Lord, let us do it with right motives, with the right attitude, with the right understanding that this is about drawing near to you and being repositioned so that you get glory and honor through our lives and through ministries that you have connected us with and that you have given us as individuals to steward. Today, Lord, let it be a time that draws family closer together. Let it be a time where we are found serving, making ourselves available to meet the needs of those that we can. And Lord, we're believing that if we do those things in the biblical manner that you have instructed us to in Isaiah chapter 58, Lord, that verses 11 through 14 was not just for then, but it is for today. That then there will be a light that springs forth. That the glory of the Lord will be our reward. For Lord, we know this, where your glory is, there is power, there's deliverance, there's release. And Father, today that's what we want for our families, for those in our community and those in our nation, as well as around the globe. So today, Lord, we're drawing a circle around us. And we're saying, Lord, let revival begin in that circle as we give ourselves to you. In Jesus' name, and the church says, amen.